Hey everyone, this is my brother Michael. My brother Adam. We're the Sharp Brothers. You're listening to Mentoring for the Modern Musician. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Mentoring for the Modern Musician. I'm very stoked today. Oh, dude. You and me both. I'm so excited to talk to Amy. We, we, so we, this is our first time we have a repeat guest. We have a repeat offender. That's right. Um, and it is Amy Birnbaum, who is Peace. Senior Director of Artist Relations and Marketing and PR. At Round at Hill Music. Round Hill Music. And they're, they're a publishing company yes, based in are. New York, but they now have offices. I think L.A., Nashville. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wonder if they have any in London. I, that's a good question. Right. Yeah. Be a good name for London. It, it Hello. Would. This is Roundhill. Roundhill Round Hill Music, Music, London. They should. Can direct, direct a call. We'll, we'll mention that to Amy. Can we time. connect? Do you like to? <laughs> is it a lot? Would you? You know. Do you like a larger size? <laughs> Do you wear black? Do you wear black? Okay. Sorry. Spinal Tap references. Yeah, so, yes. so today, very excited to have her on. Uh, talk, and we're going to talk. If you're feeling, if you're feeling down, I yes. promise you won't by the end of this. This is the thing. Podcast. Amy is. Amazingly upbeat, and just a just a really great human. And it's so genuine. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. All right. So, let's get into this. We'll get into this. We're talking about co-writes yeah. and song splits and licensing and lots of publishing things. But the overall, the overarching theme here is industry is not terrible, right? And there are good people out there. <laughs> there are. So strap in. Enjoy, Amy Birnbaum. Amy, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It is my pleasure. So excited to have you on again. Yeah, we were so thrilled to have you on again. You are our first repeat uh, yes. customer. Repeat offender. First <laughs> repeat offender. That's where I was first, going with it, too. First yes, repeat offender. Exactly. So we're very excited to have you on again. Uh, Thanks, guys. And so for, for anybody who didn't hear the, the first podcast. First of all, if you, you didn't hear it, go back and listen to it. Go back and listen to Immediately. it. Immediately. Um, Stop what you're doing. But, go listen to that one. <laughs> but for anybody who didn't, do, let's do a quick uh, sort of... Explain who is Amy Birnbaum. Of course. Um, Well, currently I am happily the Senior Director of Artist Relations, Marketing, and PR at Roundhill Music, which is an incredible music publishing company that's been my home for the past seven years. I started here when there were about five or six people, this little incubation space, and um, it's now turned into a company with 60-plus employees and offices Whoa. in L.A. and in Nashville and London. Um, so it's been truly unbelievable to be part of something, you know, from the ground up. And I'm incredibly proud. I love my company so yeah. much. So, oh, yeah. um, so it was really my first gig in music publishing, but I've always been in music and or mm-hmm. theater. I, prior to that, I was company managing a show, a Broadway show called Fela on the Road, and had worked on that production on Broadway, as well as a bunch of other fantastic Broadway shows. And I was, you know, at the same time doing performing, doing music, um, band management, and tour management, and developing Broadway, sh- developing a Broadway show. I've always had my hands in a lot of different pockets and um, have been, you know, singing since I was a little kid. And it's, it's everything that speaks <laughs> to me and always has. So... My journey has um, been a passionate one, that yeah. is for sure. That's so great. Yeah, so like most successful people in music, you've done a million things, and it's all about because you love music. It's it's, it's hard to even put into words. I mean, I know that you understand. Yeah, um, absolutely. And those listeners out there will, but it's it's just, it's the greatest, it's the greatest gift to be able to work, you know, in a company, in an environment oh, where yeah. our primary goal is to just 
create platforms for for our artists and our writers, and I'm I'm really I'm really happy. That's, oh, that's, that's yeah, so that's great. Well, so... and so that's one of the reasons we really wanted to to have you back on is to dive a little deeper into some specifics about um, publishers and and their role in in uh, writing and and how how you're interacting with writers. On, on the daily, so. yeah, it is one of the it is one of the areas that we get asked about really the most uh, that feels nefarious for people where they're like, I don't get it. Like, right, right, what what does this mean? What what kinds of stuff do they do? What is it? Why should I be worried about it? Should I be seeking it? You know, all of that. And then the other the the other question that's been coming that we've been getting a lot recently is why should I be looking to do co writes and what does that mean? Right. So. Well, I mean, yeah, I could definitely talk about that. Um, <laughs> you know, many writers have, in fact, established their own networks and or have managers that facilitate co-writes. Um, and if that's the case, a great publisher will work in conjunction with them. But a really fantastic publisher is going to be able to open doors that they may not, you know, be able to because yeah. we really have industry-wide relationships that can imp- provide incredible opportunities for songwriters who maybe haven't had the opportunity to network. Um, so we're really able to act as a, you know, creative facilitator and, um, and just uh, really take you to that next level. And, and it's, I mean, co-writing, I, I want my writers writing all day, every, every day if they can. Um, yeah, sure. And, yeah. I, I, and I encourage people to write with as many different people as they can. And does it matter to you as a publisher who they're writing with? Or or is it just that they're writing? Um, I think it's important to you know be able to diversify your sound and write with different people. Of course, I think you know your sound is going to become more elevated if you work with somebody that is in fact more experienced. But mm-hmm. you know, I look at co-writing as like it's like starting your own startup company and you're partnering with another person to create a product that combines both of your ideas and experiences, and it takes so much trial and error i mean it's like it's like dating right. but the right combination <laughs> creates magic yeah right yeah. right right and some of them are probably going to be just a date that was just a date and and now the date's over and that was fine and that was fine and you know i think writing with someone else forces you to bring ideas to paper because when you set time aside and there's someone right. else that's in front of you mm-hmm. you're held accountable and there's a greater yeah. sense of urgency to create something so not every co-writing session is going to procure a hit but right. i promise they will make you a better songwriter right yeah right oh that's yeah that's a great way to put it and, yeah. and like how, so how often are your artists or your the the your writers doing co-writes I mean, there are some, I mean, it depends on somebody's situation. If somebody is fortunate enough to be, you know, in a financial position to write all day, um, they will, in fact, have sessions five days a week. Um, Not everybody's in that position, but, you know, it it really, truly depends. But I encourage people to just write, 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 write. Yeah, absolutely. Just, I mean, it's like anything else. The more reps, the better you get. You know, if you're a baseball player, you're, you're taking swings all day long, so... A hundred percent. I mean, the more co-writes you go on, the more opportunities you have. And um, yeah, just increase those numbers. It's like an actor. They have to go on a hundred auditions before getting one callback. So, you know, strength in numbers, I guess. And and sometimes you'll find a group of of writers and or a producer that become, you you know, your Mm -hmm. go-to. But just the more people you meet, networking is a really critical component. 
Yeah. Just get in rooms with people. Work right. out inside and outside of your comfort zone. And, um, and yeah, it's just a, a great way to connect, oh, I love that. to collaborate, to well, and you never know who's again, who, diversify your sound and yeah, right. You never know who's going to be able to push you. And like you, you know, Adam talked about the failure, the the, the sort of the the just blah date. But you know, right. there's always the magical one night stand too that right, that right. can happen where you're like you learned something about yourself and you became right. a different <laughs> a different person. Well, and so and I they, really I don't think there are failures though in co-writing. I mean, oh, I love that. So maybe maybe it just wasn't the greatest experience. The song didn't come out of it. The person was weird. They took too many cigarette breaks. I don't know. <laughs> right, right. Um, but but there are things yeah. you learn that you know part of the process you might not like and respond to, and that's something that you learned on maybe you know I, I try to think of it not again as a failure but um, a learning experience. Yeah, no, no I love absolutely. that. Well, and are these always like? In co-write sessions, is it always like two people or three people or four people? Is there a magic number? Does it vary by genre? Um, you know, three is the magic number. No, I'm kidding. Like, <laughs> like um, I, I can't the... say there is. Like, <laughs> Thank you for the Sesame Street reference. Most... I really appreciate That's it. Right. <laughs> What'd you say? I love the the Sesame Street reference. That's I know right. it was Jack Johnson, too. I think but it's, it's, yeah. it's School of Rock. Oh, yes. Not School of Rock. It's School of House Rock. It, no. It, well, it, yes. Schoolhouse Rock and, and School, School of Rock. rock. Jack Black. Wow. Really? Yes. Oh, and De La Soul. Yes. Oh, my. All right. So, so maybe is. three is a magic okay. number. Anyway, Apparently, that's, I agree. we've um, solved the issue now. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know <laughs> if that's the case. I mean, if you look at some of the most famous songwriting teams like Lennon and McCartney and Rodgers right. and Hammerstein and Lieber yeah. and Stoller, right. those are pairs. Motown's Holland Dozier Holland, who I'm lucky enough to work with, they were a group of three. Um, right. Right. Radiohead, I don't know if they're four guys or five guys in the band right, writing, but right. I think it's more about the right combination of the right people at the right time. Sure. Right. Yeah, no, that absolutely, that totally makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. And and uh, so when you are facilitating something, um, is this something where you will allow, I know this isn't on, uh, we hadn't talked about this earlier, but, but I'm just curious now, this just occurred to me, does it matter to you if, if they're writing with people who have other publishing, who have publishing deals with, with someone else? No, not at all. I okay. mean, what's so incredible is that I don't look at the other publishers as my competition. They become our friends, our family, our, they become colleagues in essence, um, because the goal is, is really to just get your writer with the best people that you can. Yeah. I unfortunately don't yeah. have everybody that I wish I had here, <laughs> but another publisher might. Right. So, you know, we met at the um, NYC3 event and um, mm. networking events like that just, no. they enable me to get in a room with different publishers, different managers, different entertainment lawyers. And, um, you know, you just create all the connectivity and there are more people to kind of choose from. So, Sure, if Roundhill happens to have 100% of the copyright, well, that's fantastic. But that's not always the case, and I would never discourage someone. You know, I, yeah. Yeah. So we, well, we not talk a little bit there. about the, the MYC3 thing for anybody who doesn't know what that is. Um, sure. So NYC3, it's um, a group of music business creative professionals who've come together to strengthen and revitalize the New York City professional music community. So it, it consists of publishers, labels, managers, studio owners, the PROs come, and we just want to make sure that 
New York continues to really be a creative epicenter for music because yeah. so many people have left for LA and for Nashville and we found, you know, and just New York is, it's such an incredibly inspiring place. And I just think about back to the days of like, you know, the Brill building and right, all these right. writers rooms and, you know, people don't have so many studios left, but people still do. And it's a matter of getting together finding out who does what, who specializes in what, and bringing New Yorkers together. So that's been um, really, really incredible. And two women, um, Sharon Taper and Linda Lawrence, have kind of spearheaded this. And again, started as a group of, you know, maybe six people, and now it's hundreds of people. And we partnered with AIMP. So it's been really special. I mean, I am a New Yorker. I love LA. I love Nashville, (laughs) but I want to hopefully be here for a long time. And um, I think it's really amazing to kind of breathe new life into into the music scene here. I love that. So now for for anybody who's, is this the kind of thing where it's like invite only or can anybody come? Um, I think... You can, I would suggest going on maybe their Facebook page, just Mm -hmm. shooting a little message. They do, in fact, write back and just inquiring. They're definitely networking events that I believe are open to everyone. Yeah. Um, So I'm not 100% sure what the criteria is. But again, I think if you are a music business professional in New York City, um, you know, you could be a part of this group. I'll make sure. I'll I'll put that in the show notes. I'll put a link to the Facebook page uh, for the NYC3 in the show notes just to make sure. Love that. Yeah, We're absolutely. Proud. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, that really is, uh, it sounds like you're trying to maybe make sure that New York continues to be a great place for for writers and for co-writers as well. I mean, that's, well, yeah, revitalize that scene. And like you said, people, yeah. you know, thinking that they need to move to Nashville and move to L.A. to be a part of a creative, uh, you know, music scene, that just isn't true. New York is still Yeah, I mean it's 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 a cha- it's a financial challenge I think sure. um, you know it's so it's so hard to have a studio here and and it's right. just, it doesn't make you know economic sense for a lot of people but mm-hmm. for the people that are here um we are continuing to just add to the talent you know roster and we have this amazing literally like a spreadsheet broken down by you know producers studios engineers top liners lyricists um and um, we share it amongst ourselves, and, and we talk on the daily um, and just, again, try to create opportunities for our, our writers that are here. And it's, it's been amazing. Oh, that's, I love that's that. That's great. I love that. Yeah. Uh, and again, yeah. I'm going to go off book a little bit here and I'm swing back to something that you just sort of offhanded yeah. said earlier about some of your writers who are lucky enough to be financially able to write all day long. But that isn't everybody that that you would have signed to to a deal, right? Some some people have to have day gigs too, yeah? Some people do, and I encourage everybody to work, to do whatever you can. Um, if, if that's the case, you know, we work around it. Um, people do have sessions in the evening. I mean, people, you do have to kind of be able to, to navigate, um, but, but the reality is it's really, you know, it's hard to make it as, <laughs> as an artist, as a musician, as a songwriter. Right. And I think... You really do have to um, keep yourself afloat, and most people do, in fact, need jobs. Um, right. So when I talk to like young people, I always tell them like, do whatever whatever you have to do, um, you know, to be able to be in a situation where you're making money, you can pay your rent, and then um, you know have some flexibility on the side. But you know, it's very hard. I, I'm 
happy I'm happy to not be a songwriter yeah. to be on the other side of the thing um, because right. it is it is um, there are a lot of highs and lows and there's um, you know I like I like uniformity and and um, and I think yeah the lifestyle it's, it's a challenge but totally yeah. again if you have that passion that hunger that talent that drive you know, you got to find a way to do it and you have to be your own publisher. You have to be your own manager. You have right. to be your own publicist until you're able to put, you know, the pieces of the puzzle together. Um, yeah. Well, and know, I, we, I, we, we work with, yeah. I love that. Because, and it's, and okay. again, one of the reasons I wanted to swing back to it is I, I wanted to spell the myth that the minute you get a publishing deal that you don't have to have a day job anymore or that everything is, you know, now you're on easy street, right? Uh, right. And everything's taken care of for you and... You know, it's just important to we try to make sure that people are are aware of the reality that that it, look you might luck out and that you might get you know that song that gets that perfect sync that makes you a ton of money, but it's yeah. it's it's still a long haul for most people. I mean, I am so impressed when someone comes to me and they're like, "I'm a, an aspiring songwriter. I'm working at da da da. I'm also in school. I'm like, good for you. Right. Like, it's hard out there, you know. Yeah. Um, and just. You got to stay on it, like. Yeah. And you could get a publishing deal, and some people, unfortunately, like blow it really quickly, or right. you know, you're also not going to necessarily get another advance until that's recouped. So, right. like you said, unless you are fortunate enough to land a great placement, um, you just have to act as though you know you're unemployed. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, like you know. Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah, yeah. And, no. you and need like, to get a job. And, right. and and work hard and and do all of the stuff and like you were saying do as many co-writes as you can yeah and 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 and, and. you have to work so hard yeah it's it's, it's I don't want to say it's necessarily an oversaturated market um, but there are so many people in the game there are so many people vying for so few spots and um, you know the best thing that you could do is just Despite it being as challenging as it is, try to have a really positive, upbeat attitude. I think it's important to, you know, again, connect with your community, do things for other people, um, put your phone down once in a while and look yeah. around you when you're at a concert <laughs> right. and talk to the person that's ne that is next to you and find, you know, obviously yeah. you, you share a commonality, you're at the same show. Right. Um, you know, I think unfortunately we're so glued to our devices now and people don't know how to, you know, properly engage and network. And I think right. um, that's just—it's a game changer. Again, yeah. the more people you meet, the more rights you go on, you know, the more elevated your songwriting levels will get. So. Well, and I remember yeah. talking to you last time about this, about how important it is for somebody to not be a jerk. And that I—I <laughs> I remember you saying that no, you're you're not going to work with people who are jerks. You just. That's that's a, 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 a game set match. Right, that's you a deal breaker for you. Yeah. Oh, it's a total deal breaker. I mean, I really, you could be the most talented person on the planet, but if you are nasty, if you are, you know, I mean, who has the time for that? There are way too many talented people. And, <laughs> right. Um, I love that. And I just, I don't know. I mean, we're lucky enough to just be in the music industry. It's such an incredible thing, the power of music. I mean, I hate to sound cheesy or cliche. No, but that's no, why no, but we're it's in true. this. That's, that's why we're doing what it. we get to do. Yeah. 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 Um, I think it's so important to, to truly just be a good person, be positive, um, be passionate, yeah. be kind. Right. Yeah. Be kind to everyone around you, friends, strangers, colleagues. I just, it's... 
you know? Yeah. It's really important when an artist comes in here that I connect to them yeah. on, emotional, on an emotional level. I mean, it's not going to be just about their songs. It's attitude is really important. And yeah, there were, we've had a couple of very bizarre situations. Like one band came in. I mean, the guy didn't even like look at us and was clipping his nails at the end of the table. Um, what? And wow. uh, I don't think, yeah, it was, yeah, it was interesting. I was like, I'm not sure we're going to work with these guys. <laughs> oh, um, man. Or, you'll, or you'll have people that are just, I'm so great. I, you know, I don't need to write with anyone else. I don't need to be critiqued or, be provided any constructive criticism i'm the greatest and right. um yeah it's like kind of like lose the attitude man <laughs> yeah right <laughs> well that's all probably you know, good guys do finish first i think um i like good people that. and i tend to surround myself with people that inspire me which isn't to say you know we all have our issues obviously i have a lot of writers that are dealing with mental health issues sure, um, sure. i'm happy more and more people are talking about it yeah. but um this is an amazing community, and it's really, really important that we support each other and oh, I love that. Um, keep each other up. Yeah, yeah. man, yeah, I, for sure. I, I love hearing that, and I, you know, we we couldn't. Uh, I might want to put that part on a loop and just have it <laughs> on our website. Uh, you know, absolutely. That, yes. To, and the sure. importance of being a good person, because it is. It, it, I want to. Yeah, I want to be sampled. But yeah, make, yeah. Do that. Oh, let's okay. do it. Done. Let's do it. We're done. We're done. Just, and we'll just put you on a loop right on yep. the front page of the. We will. Of the, uh, oh, there it is. We're there. There it is. <laughs> All right. So, logistical question for you about about songwriting splits, because um, I, I, d- d- we've in different situations we've been in, uh, people talk about splits in different ways. Like in the urban community, I've seen it's not uncommon to see split sheets happen on the table while everybody's writing, because there's so many people in the room. Yeah. Yeah, is that yeah, is that exactly. something um, that you talk to your writers about, or, or will they do the that split, you guys get involved in? Will or? they do the split in a session, or is it something that is gone back and revisited, or you know, what's the logistics I think, of that? I I think you know, if if two or three people walk into a room for a collaborative session, I think they usually go in with the, with the mindset that the publishing will be split mm-hmm. three equal ways, or two right. equal ways, or right. two equal ways respectively, and. If someone comes in with an idea, they have a hook, of course, you know, that person should probably get a high, a bigger piece of the, of the pie. Um, I haven't had too many issues where the writers were really not on the same page, but of course I have, and there are discrepancies, and, right. and usually the manager and or publishers will, you know, just figure it out. Like, at the end of the day, we have the same common goal, and it's to get right. the song heard. So right. if you keep that in mind, it's like the publishers and their managers are motivated to communicate and, and figure it out. Um so I think everybody, I'm not in the room with them. So I, right. yeah. it, it, while I encourage people to be open and talk about it, some people feel like it's like, um, like a prenup. It creates a intense situation um, right. prior to writing that they, right. you know, they might not want to um, begin a session talking about numbers. Right. Um, but I, I really have found that most people, again, with, you know, with the common goal in mind, um, we all want to make it work. Um, right, and again, right. rarely have, you know, you see a lot of the same numbers, 50, 50, 33 and a third, 33 and a third, 33 and a third. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, sometimes you will see seven, six point seven three five, and you're like, what did that person do? <laughs> like, was it just like they were on cowbell? Like, uh, right, right, you know, exactly. uh, did they write? Um, but they I came think, up with the title. 
<laughs> right. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, hopefully most people are, are fair. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great point. And, and because writing can be such a vulnerable space to be in, I imagine yeah, for really. some writers that talking about n- numbers prior to could be a little bit weird. Yeah. Well, and I can also, pi- I can also picture the other that you've got writers who've been burned before. And so the prenup is the best way to go because they've been through the messy yeah, divorce it, it already a couple be. of times. It, right? it really, it really could be. And that person can explain it and just say, look, I've been burned and I just want to make sure this works out for everyone, that it's fair from the, from the get go. And um, let's, let's do it. Right. So, yeah, right. I know, love that because again, easy. even you're explaining how they would do it is it sounds like you're really you're being really kind. <laughs> so oh, it's the same thing. What's, that's what's great about it. I love it. It's like okay, so when all else fails, just be kind, and things will yeah. be fine. Yeah, kind I mean, in an ideal world. Yeah, no, sure. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. And you know, the more seasoned someone is, too, they kind right. of. Sure. A lot of the writers I work with have been in so many sessions, and they kind of they know the drill. Um, but, um, but, yeah. Be so. kind. Be kind and have a really good entertainment lawyer on retainer. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> All right. So so the, the next one that I really wanted to make sure we talked about was um, licensing and syncs because this seems to be mm. the holy grail for everybody. Like every indie mm. band ever anywhere in the world <laughs> is like, you know what, man? Just get a car commercial and then we'll just yeah. hang out in the lobby and wait for the limo. Right. Totally. So, um, h- how big a part of of like your artist's income does does comes well tends to come from licensing or syncs? Yeah, I mean the business of sync licensing is a key revenue stream for writers, and if someone happens to be lucky enough to land a national ad, you know they could potentially recoup their deal and then some with just one placement. Right. I mean, obviously that does not happen often, right. but with the um, streaming video on demand revolution, you know Netflix, Hulu, Amazon yeah. Prime, there is there's just going to be more and more programming, and with film and TV, you know they're they're now driving music discovery in more more ways than ever. And I think the role of the actual music supervisor is becoming more and more recognized. Yeah, um, no, I bet. So, so yeah, it's, it's incredibly important. Um, it, is it common? Yeah, it's, again, it's, yeah. Is it common for your you, writers to, to write specifically for sync? Like, is that something that you as a publisher facilitate? Um, I don't have that many artists that are writing specifically for sync. I do have one artist that stands out. Her name is Valerie Broussard and um, Mm. she's kind of mastered the craft of writing songs for sync that, you know, she may or may not put out as an artist, but she's never compromising any of her, you know, musical integrity to try to create something for sync. And, you know, she had a song a year or two ago that was like on the top 10 list for billboard and tune finds top 10 syncs and, Wow. She's had stuff featured in Riverdale and Station 19 and Le- Leagues of Legend and Lucifer. And she also has like this incredible songwriting career and had a song out, I believe, in January or February with Kygo. And she just released her first single on RCA Records. So um, she's she's really mastered the craft. I mean, she's kind of known for just being like a sync juggernaut. Um, I do think there are some people, you know, a sync... Uh, someone on the sync team might get in, you know, a brief looking for a song for the newest X movie that sounds like this and has this kind of this. And, and, um, you know, they will kind of send that out through the ethers and see if anybody, either if they obviously you want something that's already in your catalog that you could readily right. pitch. Sure. But there are obviously cases where, where we'll send that out. Um, 
I won't, but my sync team will, and um, you know, provide those opportunities. The turnaround time is often really quick, though. Right. Mm. So you know, you don't see that as often. Um, although there are other companies where they do, in fact, have people you know churning out stuff um, with a 24-hour turnaround, and that's exact, and that's what they specialize in. Um, so that really that, that that tends to be a real the the real writing on demand for sync tends to be a nichey part of the market. Yeah, I guess it is. There are a lot of like music library houses too that have um, you know mastered the craft of of writing specifically for sync. We do in fact work with this incredible writer named Stephen Phillips from Boss House Music, and he has an amazing setup and he scores so many projects and and. He he definitely um, he really does write specifically for Sync. So okay. shout out to Stephen. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think every, every company I guess is different. Um, right. I, I just have sure. a select a select group of people that kind of focus on that. Yeah, and just so again, so that everybody understands roles here, that's not something that you do. There's you have a department, right? Yeah. So I work in you know talent talent development and a and r and in an ideal world we do in fact have songs that you know every song i i there's a system um our artists will hopefully deliver songs with split set add to 100 <laughs> and um in a timely fashion and i will make sure that they send me everything from you know the song title the writer splits who controls the master i even ask for you know the pro information for all the writers i just want to have mm -hmm. everything yeah. ready to kind of flip um lyrics way files instrumentals if it's not a demo and if it's something that's produced out and mm -hmm. um, i will then flip it to the sync team and um they kind of you know put it in their database and tag it and um and um if if they get a request that comes in, again, for a specific sound, a specific style. Um, they are able to go into their system and type in those keywords, and, you know, songs will pull up and populate um, that match those requests. But if there's – if I'm working on something – you know, you get those diamonds in the rough, too, where sure, you're just sure. like, oh, my God, holy shit, everyone, like, you got to listen to this song. <laughs> like, this could be a – you know, yeah, where we get yeah. super, super revved up. And it, and it doesn't – it doesn't happen often, but again, when it does, you kind of just, you know, yeah, um, sure. and you get really excited and you pump it <laughs> at your desk and, um, yeah. But again, like I work with, um, the zinc team who I mentioned in the previous podcast and they are yeah. masters at what they do. Mm -hmm. And again, it's also about, you know, connectivity, um, the importance of having relationships with all the music supervisors and networks and trailer houses, um, and they also know how to identify talent. And, um, you know, often they'll get asked, they'll have certain references that you'll see for a while, certain bands. Um, I don't ever try to tell people to write something that sounds like current radio because chances are it was probably written or produced two to five years ago. And then the song you're currently writing won't be coming out while that radio song is current anymore. So, you right. know, I think it's also important to really not just this isn't sync specific, but educate yourself by studying the great songs, like right. literally from the beginning of the commercial music industry to today, mm -hmm. and kind of study these hit songs by reverse engineering and rebuilding them with their own twist. And yeah. just train yourself. I think it's great for our writers to train yourself to write new ideas without stopping, and freestyle writing could be an amazing discovery tool yeah. that could help you know uncover a lot of crutches and patterns that you lean on too often right. and then always go and record it and listen back. Um, yeah. 
That's a great piece That's of advice. That's a great piece of advice. Really I great love piece that. of advice. I love that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, well, so getting into your wheelhouse with artist development, um, what are some things that you would suggest young writers, young bands, young artists who are hoping to be an amazing artist, songwriter, and score a great publishing deal, what are some things that you would advise them to do? Like, what are three things that you think a, a, a young artist should do? Or four, or whatever. Because three's a magic Ooh. number. Three's the magic number. All right, all right. Number one, um, have incredible songs. Is that too much to ask for? That's great. Um, <laughs> what is an incredible song? I mean... <laughs> That's a great... You know, it's a great I, place no, to I'm gonna, start. I'm going to stop Because there we say, say all the time, so first thing is... Don't suck. Right. Well, I actually say yeah. be first great. Thing is be awesome. Be awesome. Be amazing. Be exactly. undeniable. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. So I, that's a great place to start. Yeah. First of all, have amazing songs. Have great and and songs. How, how do you know, though? How do you know if you have an incredible song? You only know by asking people for feedback and right. ask people that are not going to tell you, yes, you look great in that dress. Like, yes. you need people who will give honest <laughs> yes. feedback. Right. Does my right. butt look and, fat in these and jeans? And you need right. to be able. You really need to be able to take constructive criticism. It's the only way you're going to get better. And how you deal with that and how you manage it, I mean, you're going to be, you know, in a position, hopefully in a position where people do know your name and they are, in fact, scrutinizing your work. And uh, for better or for worse, um, I think you really need to be, um, you know, just amenable and open and have, again, like a really great positive attitude. Right. For sure. Right. All right. Brilliant. Was that number two? <laughs> I love that. That yeah, that sounds like number two. That to sounds me. like number two. Yeah. Well, you know, not not like that. Another thing, like I love people that are actually organized. Now it's a rarity finding someone who's so super creative and really meticulous and turning things in in a timely manner. But um, <laughs> you know, co-write like. That's yes. good though. I like that. Reach a know, deadline. Some people are amazing. Meet some your people, deadline. I have some writers and and they are absolutely incredible. Um, they are on it with a manager and then some people you are pulling teeth to get songs and you're right. just like let me add value to what your you know your product yes, like right. the longer you wait the longer it's sitting there so turn stuff in um right you know and i think also make sure you're always five minutes early and not five minutes late to your co-write i mean i know yeah. there's a lot of traffic in la but we already know that right, right. build right. an extra time right um be respectful of other people's time yes um yeah I like that. You know what's yeah, interesting? Yeah, I think. I think. Oh, no, sorry. Go no, no. You, you, you go. You go. Go, go. No, you go. Okay. Well, what I was, <laughs> no, not really. You go. You're, <laughs> what, what you're describing is, uh, uh, in a really nice way, is be professional. Right. Like, like really. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. good to be talented and to be a good human and to be nice, but be professional. Turn your work in on time and show up to meetings early and prepared and get your work organized Definitely. and make it easy for other people that you do maybe get in the industry to help you to get on your team a publisher a manager a label make it easy for them to make your life better and to get your work out there right 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 uh, you know respect them the way you'd want to be respected right it's true it really it just again to talk again about valerie she's one of those mm-hmm. people like I, I just trust her in every session to not only does she turn in something that's great every single time but she just turns it in quickly and understands you know how critical it is for her career to have people that are pitching her stuff with immediacy um yeah and um 
Yeah, but I think, you know, are you one of those people that's flexible and open or are you unchangeable? You know, you have to be open and you have to be determined and you have to be responsible. You have to be agreeable. Um, There are people that are really difficult and most people won't want to work with you again. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah, I love that. So then then just to recap, (laughs) the three that that we're thinking is first, have great songs. Have great songs. Be awesome. Have great songs. Right. Be awesome. And then second would be work hard. Right? Yes. Be awesome. Be awesome. Be awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, really, that's the place to start. simple little things, guys. Right. (laughs) Be awesome. Be awesome. Be respectful. Be respectful. Be professional. Be professional. I like that. Yeah. And really be be your own advocate. Be your own champion. Um, Mm. Again, I think connecting with people, networking with networking. people, um, yeah. making other people feel good about their music. It's not just about your creation. Um, let other people know yes. that they're doing a great job. Um, again, be a part of a community where you're inspiring people, where you're supporting people. Um, no need for any, you know, internet trolling and nasty. Uh, con- like, I, I just, who needs that? Like, nice. You know, and, and again, I feel so... I, I, do feel for so many young artists is such a battle, you know, with, with social media and, right. and how much importance is placed on your numbers and your likes right. and your followers. And, yep. and I, and I do understand, you know, obviously social media and marketing is, is a crucial component to any artist's career. Right. But again, just to go back to the, you know, thing about, you know, if you're, if you're a young songwriter and you're a student in school, like, Connect with every kid in that room because those kids are the next wave of producers, songwriters, ma- music managers. Um, and I also like to tell you know young people to um, again like he- help create opportunities for other people. So if there are a couple right. people that are really you know active writers and maybe you guys want to put on a little showcase, well. Try to pick up the phone, contact Rockwood, say, you know, we're, we're going to bring in at least 50 people because we're a group of students that know a lot of people. The kids are excited to hear us and, and create your own opportunities. Um, you have to be so hungry and, again, so passionate and so determined. And, um, and then hopefully you find a partner like a great publisher who sees that, who right. sees that drive. And you create a symbiotic relationship and you're just thriving from each other's successes. That's just absolutely wonderful. Yeah, advice. I love that. I love, I love that because that. that's what you want. You want people who are famished, not just hungry. They really, 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 yeah. really want it, right? Yeah. That it's, you that it have ma- to. You have to want it more than anything. Yep. Yeah. And you have to love it with every yeah. fiber of your being. Yes. Yes. And it's also really helpful if you are talented. Well, yeah, be awesome. <laughs> I mean, it'd be awesome just first. Start, so, start, yeah, just, just be start, awesome. Just be awesome. So, yeah. and again, I want. I do want to reiterate that the sort of the underlying theme for a lot of these, and I remember this from our last conversation, that relationships and networking and being a part of a community, being a part of a scene for, you know, lack of a better way to put it, is so crucial. It's just crucial that you... It is. It is. And there are people that, you know, are a bit more inhibited and or not antisocial, but, you know, have anxiety and or fear when... 
putting themselves in situations that might not necessarily be comfortable for them, mm-hmm. but you really need to kind of challenge yourself and step outside of your comfort zone, do things that make you uncomfortable. Um, don't get in rooms with people that make you uncomfortable. Right, but right. But do things be safe. that challenge be your fears. Be safe, yes. yes. Take someone um, with you always. Right. Yes, if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, and for me, it's just, it's been the greatest joy. I mean, I'm really lucky because I get to work with, an incredible roster of new talent and seeing, you know, being a part of their careers take off is, is so incredibly rewarding. But yeah. one of my greatest loves here is that we have here at round two, we have a lot of incredible catalog music and mm. I am in a very fortunate position to be kind of a, you know, the artist relations person to, to some of our legacy writers and, or if they're not alive, their estates, their kids. Wow. And, you know, one person that comes to mind, Eddie Holland of Holland, Motown's Holland, Dozier Holland. Yeah. Um, wow. I mean, he wrote, he in, in conjunction with his brother, Brian Holland, who's become one of the dearest people in my world. I love him more than anything. He introduced me to Stevie Wonder, which was the greatest moment uh, of my life. Oh, yeah. wow. And I just... I don't want to say I don't know how I got here because I do. I worked really hard. I didn't have any connections. I held down five million different jobs mm-hmm. and, you know, to enable myself to get into a position where I could, you know, do what I love to do. Um, but, yeah, working, recognizing our legacy artists and celebrating their careers, a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of times those names, they become somewhat forgotten, um, especially right. the songs might not have become forgotten, but the songwriters possibly. Right, right. And, um and that is just that sparks so much joy for me. I mean, I am just so lucky. It's the best. I mean, being able to talk to Neil Sedaka again, Eddie Holland. We have um, an amazing writer named Eddie Schwartz who wrote the song "Hit Me with Your Best Shot." And oh man! For, oh, no, he's going to be inducted into Canadian Canada Songwriters hall of fame and and just just the day i found out that he um was going to be inducted i was um grabbing a coffee that morning and um hit me with your best shot started playing and you know it, it instantaneously just people start dancing and you yeah. see you know it, it oh, elevates yeah. the mood and you're kind of like oh my god like Always. again the power of a song how it could kind of transform you know if you're having a kind of crummy day one great james brown song can turn it all around <laughs> absolutely so yeah so we work with the james brown estate and on monday i have i mean i could get so nervy with this stuff but i'm a huge broadway fanatic and we oh, yeah. have somebody mm-hmm. from the candor and Ebb estate um they famously wrote the soundtracks to cabaret and uh-huh. chicago yes uh, you work with a lot of a lot of those copyrights and the estate said, we're coming in on Monday. We have a surprise for you. And I'm just freaking out. I don't think it's <laughs> going to be John Kander. Like, he's 92. And chances are he's not coming to visit me. Not but you, huh? um, but I get so I get so high from this stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and now, I mean, I'm also a hip-hop, an old-school hip-hop fanatic. So I've recently placed myself. I have uh, hopefully, I mean, they tr- they're trusting me. But um, I'm doing a lot of sample licensing. <laughs> nice. So we'll have a lot of old-school hip-hop artists 
hit us up and or, you know, the company that clears on behalf of them. Right. And they want to sample some of our catalog classics. And it's just like this is just marrying my my love and passion for old school soul and rhythm and blues and and hip hop. And like I got an email recently and Pete Rock was in the subject title and I like nearly lost. <laughs> oh, my shit. God. It like I'm going to be a part of something that's so spectacular. Um, wow. You know, people who have really shaped music history and um being able to still celebrate and recognize those old copyrights and and even and we're talking deep cuts too the stuff yeah. that um people have never heard and real real you know i guess people aren't doing crate digging anymore but whatever the equivalent <laughs> of that you know people that are producers that are really smart and finding stuff that's real old school and um yeah, getting to breathe new life into into the old classics so yeah. it's it's a thrill. That is oh, so man. great. Amy. Well, I could listen to you talk about that all day. Your the energy is contagious. Absolutely. You're just your how much it, it it hits you, how much it means to you. It's, yeah, it really does. It's, it's it like my mom said as a kid, I would stand at the edge of my crib and you know she'd play music and I'd shake the crib so like just dancing. <laughs> I mean, it like poured out of my body. Um, and, and it still is that kind of physical. It does that physical connection because I think I might have mentioned last time I had um, in college I sang with um, a black gospel choir mm-hmm. and I yes. did so with Daptone Records for quite a few years after yeah, yeah. school. And again, I, I did not grow up in the church. Um, I was not really exposed to gospel music until. I was in college, mm-hmm. but, you know, we perform in these churches, and, and religion aside, these we perform in a lot of Baptist churches, yeah. and the energy, the call and response, right. I mean, oh, yeah. like, there's nothing like it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, it's a real physical thing that kind of seeps out of my pores, and, and when I want to sign somebody, and I, I want my the hairs of my arm to stick up and I want yeah. to just be so moved yes. and yeah. falling over myself and yeah. like, I, I, you know, so, so I get to work with people that, that give me that, that, you know, that, um, yes. and yeah. it's so inspiring. It's why I'm so happy. Well, I love that. And I, I, you know, one of the things that occurs to me while I'm listening to you talk about that is the different genres of music that really do that for you, that really, you know, get you jazzed. It, it isn't just one genre and what a tremendous gift that is given the you know what your profession is and any songwriters out there can take sort of take note of that that a great publisher is going to like great music period right regardless of the genre right yes i believe i heard in another podcast we're speaking to a manager and they kind of said a great song transcends you know genre um, yeah, a great yeah. song. In fact, a great song, and, yeah. and um, you know what? What makes the most indelible song was you know classic copyrights. Um, whether I don't know if it's the lyrics or the form or whatnot, but obviously people respond to certain things, and there are certain catalogs of music that have you know stood the test of time. And and yeah. I think again, it's really important to study those songs. What made the Beatles so special? What made Motown so special? Um, so yeah, it's it's a joy. It really is. I am grateful every day. Oh, that's so great. Well, we're grateful yeah. to have you on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. We're oh, so glad guys. you And, you and I'm feeling again. like maybe we should just try to hook you into saying that this is going to be at least an annual thing. Yeah. I, it would be my pleasure. All right. We're in. It we got would. you. We, it would. We got you on virtual Locked tape in. saying that Locked now. In. Yeah. It's, well, now you're on All tape, right. so we're just going to send <laughs> it to you. We can just loop yeah. that. I'll just send you a loop that says, you bet. Absolutely. You bet. Absolutely. You bet. I can't redact that. Nope. <laughs> no, no redacting. That one, that one we're not editing out. We're keeping that one in. <laughs> 
thank you so much for being on the podcast, Amy. You're the it's best. It's been such a pleasure, guys. You're the best. And I love what you do. And I credit you so much for, you know, being such an incredible, you know, platform um, to educate and inspire people. And I love you guys. Oh, we, we love, love you back. back, Amy. Thank you so much for being on the show. Can't wait to see you. All My right. pleasure. Talk to you guys. We'll talk to you soon. You Bye. 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 <laughs> well, that was awesome. Another amazing conversation with Amy. Unbelievable. Seriously, if you guys have not listened to the first podcast, oh, go listen to it. Go listen to it. She's just it just makes you want to she wants to makes you want to be in the music industry. Totally. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's really. Like if you were having if you're like on the waffle and it all, just listen to Amy talk about the music industry and about songs and about what music can do yeah. to your life. And you just like, oh no, I got this. I'm doing yeah, it. I'm in. I'm, I'm in. Doing I'm, it. Done. I'm in. I'm, I'm exactly. down. I'm so, down. So if you guys are these, this is a good podcast to keep coming back to if you're feeling down, <laughs> right? Yes. Come back. I just search exactly. any of the podcast with Amy. I just need to. I just need to. I need to pick me up. Wait, I'm gonna go listen go. to Amy talk for a little bit. There we go. She's hot. No, but but what's great listening to her talk is that that's the kind of passion, regardless of what you're doing yes. in the industry. Yes. If you're a songwriter, if you're you know in a band, if, if you're, you're a manager, a manager, whatever you're doing in the industry. That is how you should feel about your day. Your day. That is, and of course, and we're not always going to feel that right. way. But, but that's the kind Although of. Although I get the feeling that Amy feels that way. I don't know. Most of the time. I don't, well, we're going to have to go down there more. Well, apparently, we will. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. She's always been that way. Anytime we yeah. see her. So, and and uh, we're going to put that uh, that Facebook page. Yep. We'll put the link to uh, uh, the NYC three Facebook page. It'll, for, that'll, it, that'll be in the show notes. If uh, you're in uh, New York City, I'm certain. Person. I am certain that if if uh, it's something that Amy recommends, that it's definitely something worth doing. Absolutely. And again, network, 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 Love network, that. network. That's so great. Yep. And be kind. Be kind. Professional. Be awesome. Be awesome. Don't be awesome. Forget that. Yeah. Don't forget that. And don't forget, you got this. We got your back. Yeah.